Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club, wellness road tested. For the majority of us, foreign travel has been suspended this summer. So here at Self-Care Club, we want to make sure all your wellness needs are taken care of regardless of not having a summer break by the beach or swimming pool. So welcome to the Self-Care Club Summertime Staycation mini series. (laughs) Could that be more of a mouthful? Do you love it though? I do love it. So this is the first in three parts of our mini series. We're going to bring you three practices that you can do at home. Yes, yes. They are going to bring you all the summer feels without PCR (laughs) tests or airport queues. Yes. And first up in our mini series is perhaps the most important practice of self-care ever. Rest. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested. As our lives get busier and more hectic, we move further and further away from a vital part of wellness and self care rest. Busy schedules and to do lists have dominated our lives to the point we wear being busy as some kind of badge of honour. For many people, rest just isn't a part of our lives. Many of us are too focused on striving and never stopping because we think to stop is to quit, which equates to being lazy. So we wait to rest until we're so exhausted that we have no other choice or when we've finished our to-do list. But what about resting just because it's good for you? Rest rejuvenates your body and mind, regulates your mood, and not getting enough rest can affect your mood, your immune system, your memory, and stress levels. So if it's so important, why don't we just do it more? Many of us find it hard to rest because we're perfectionists or because we fear failure or both. (laughs) Even though we may not recognise it as perfectionism, at times we're desperately trying so hard to be perfect by doing and accomplishing and achieving everything we set our minds to. We worry that if we rest, our lives will spin out of control. We might be afraid to rest because doing so will set us back and we'll have to work that much faster and that much harder to make up for the time that our tasks went undone. Yes. So we put it off. I mean, that resonates so heavily. Oh, yeah. Massively. Because I think me. if I'm going to sit down now, I'm only going to have to do A, that B, C, later. and D. So I might yeah. as well do it now. And I also, I can't chill until it's done. Yeah. Because it it's not, doesn't feel very restful. Yes. We also think that using our phones is resting. After all, we're sitting and scrolling or playing games. We're not doing anything else. But it's actually exhausting because we're absorbing the sensory input and our brain is quickly trying to process it all. So we start also unconsciously comparing ourselves to others and experiencing negativity, which we're not conscious enough of, Mm. especially when we're coming from a place of depletion. (laughs) Rest is a fundamental part of success health and happiness. There are many distractions in this digital world and always something or someone requiring your attention. No matter what your schedule or your task list may look like, resting and unplugging is vital to your long-term health. So, Nicole, tell us a bit about what rest does for us. How is it good for us? What doesn't it do? 
Sorry to tell you all, all of you perfectionists out there that rest heals your body. Mm. The human body is built to thrive in a series of short sprints. This is why taking a break, even if it's just for a few minutes, it can offer you the refresh that you need. The amount of rest required depends on your individual needs. If you didn't sleep well, for example, or you feel angry or stressed, you may require more frequent breaks. But adequate rest helps your body activate its inner healing when your body can repair and recover. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. It also reduces stress. Stress is an intrinsic aspect of life. It suppresses your immune system and stress increases your risk of disease. Yeah. So, I mean, that is so powerful yeah. in itself, isn't it? Stress increases your risk of disease. The fight or flight response was the body's original means of surviving during ancient history. It allowed our ancestors to protect themselves from unthinkable circumstances. However, in the modern world, this response can be experienced numerous times and in various situations. Resting activates the parasympathetic nervous system, the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system, which is the flight or fight response. Yeah. It also rest also boosts creativity. Functional connectivity of brain data measures synchronized patterns of spontaneous brain activation during rest. Quite mm-hmm. interesting. It rest also improves productivity. So you wouldn't think it would. You would think the opposite. Yes, but it does. It actually improves productivity because similar to other muscles, your brain is less functional when it's tired. Well, that would make sense, of right? Of course it does. Like you're foggy, you're tired. You're actually not very productive. I always say this to my husband, like you've got to get off the laptop. If you want to be more productive, yeah. you need to chill out. Yeah, It's easy to tell someone else, isn't it? You're always more productive after a restful period. One reason why Mondays are often filled with high important tasks or meetings because resting sharpens your brain. You no, know, my family always say the best dinners in our house are on a Monday night. Ooh. And I never know why. And they're like, oh, it's, oh, it's Monday. It's always the best dinner. And then I realised it's because on Saturday and Sunday, I tend cook. to not really cook. Yeah, I agree. It's like Sunday is a snack. Saturday we're out or yeah. maybe we'll get a takeaway. Yeah. But by Monday, I'm kind of refreshed and You're rested cook. from not cooking. So it's I'm ready true. to like cook. Yes. So it's always <laughs> cook. <laughs> so it's always like a really good meal. Same there reason. you go. Perfect example. Yes. There's your scientific study of the week. Um, (laughs) And also rest enhances decision making. So the term sleep on it is very accurate because rest improves your ability to make decisions. Working too long without rest reduces your concentration and can depreciate your emotional capacity. I am really one for sleeping on it. How do you feel about sleeping on it? It's (sighs) not for you, is it? I'm learning. I'm thinking, I've said it, I've done it, it's out there, it's done. Yeah, that's it. That is... But I am, I'm getting better. Yeah. And I'm like, I've thought it. I'm going to ruminate on it. I'm going to sleep on it. And then I'm going to see how I feel about my, it. My default status is always just to get it done. Yeah. And I just want it. I want to get it off my mental load. I want to get yeah. it off my to-do. Like, can we just deal with this? Yes. But I also, as I'm now 44, am realising that some things just need to marinate. Marinating is good. Yeah. Everything tastes better after a good marinade. That's good. I like that. So I'm getting better at it. Right. There are all the reasons why it's important. Should we talk about how to rest? I mean, doesn't that sound crazy? I know. I know. We have to actually teach ourselves to stop. Yeah. We actually have to. I know. But that comes down to like when we did Nixon. Yes. Teaching ourselves to do nothing. Teaching ourselves to do nothing. Meditation. Teaching ourselves to sit still. Yeah. We have to come back to the fundamentals and they have to be retaught. Yeah. It's very sad. So we've split this into different categories because there are different ways to get tired. (laughs) So I'm going to read out some signs to look out for. Okay. Okay. 
and you're going to tell us the solution. <laughs> so I've got the answers to everybody's prayers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's start with mental rest. Mm. You may realize that you've been staring at the same page of a book for 10 minutes, or you've just sent a barely comprehensible email, or you notice your thoughts are starting to spiral negatively, mm. judging every single thing that you do. This is a sign that you need a mental break. So how do you take a mental break? Well, all these things are going to be pretty simple. Yep. But you just turn off your screens, mm -hmm. take a few moments to ground yourself. Yeah. Whereas just sit still. Yeah. Uh, you might try adding a meditation to your day or simply repeating a calming mantra. Or you yeah. could try some sophrology. Yeah. Go back to some of the practices that we've done grounding, maybe yep. try and get some barefoot outside in yep. nature. It can be quite quick and powerful. I guess the first thing is to notice when your thoughts are spiraling, it's time to chill out. Okay. So the next one is social rest. Socializing and networking can be exhausting. So balancing, draining encounters with restorative ones can help bring the balance. So social rest for people means different things. Yep. For some, it might mean catching up with an old friend who knows the way that you think and feel without any lengthy explanation. You can just kind of be with yeah. them. Yep. Um, or it might just be taking a night off from socializing on Zoom and bloody FaceTime and just reconnecting with yourself. Yes. Yes. That might mean taking a bath, getting an early night, whatever it is that just brings you back to yourself yeah. or go for a coffee or a walk with someone that you can really be yourself with. Yeah. No pretenses. Sometimes I like both of those things. I what need both. I need both. I need to be with those people and do that. And I also need to come back to myself yeah. alone. Yeah. How do you come back to yourself alone? Reading is the perfect thing for me mm. because there's no screen. And because I read mostly fiction, I am totally in there. I'm totally involved and I'm not thinking about anything else. So it's that nice escape. It's the perfect escape because yeah. I'm sitting still. I'm completely engrossed but in a very relaxed way and I've switched off. Nice. Yeah. What Lovely. about for you? Um, I think probably just going for a walk in nature. Yeah. It really gets me back to myself, but that's part of grounding. Yeah. Isn't definitely. it? Yeah. But that is for all forms of rest. I find that helpful. Yes. Even mental rest. So emotional rest as the next one. Think of how you feel maybe after a funeral or when you've listened to a friend who's struggling. Uh, get some emotional rest by how would we do that? I guess... Um, talking to someone that yeah. you trust, yeah. maybe just sharing your feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and again, try and get out in nature. Yeah. It's a massive one. Yeah. Because it does really restore you. I think especially when something big or sad or frightening has happened. And I've said this so many times before, but there's something incredibly grounding and life affirming about watching how nature just goes on and on and on regardless of what's going on for you unapologetically yeah so there are a few practices that we've tried on the show if you're new to this show that I would suggest actually at this point all walking yeah tree, tree hugging. hugging and grounding yeah because I think they are the three that really bring you back into yourself mm. the quickest and the last one is sensory rest. So sensory exhaustion is one of the most prevalent drainers because of how much time we all spend on screens. Yep. Um, and this creates the most tension. So there's just, you know, there's the physical symptoms, neck and back pain, because we're all hunched, constantly hunched over our screens, but also the emotional ones, comparison, jealousy, feelings of oh, not being good enough, yeah. not doing enough. I yeah. mean, it's poisonous, all this it stuff. It really right? is so poisonous. So how do we get some sensory rest? Look, you're going to find a pattern here, but just step out into nature, 
turn the screens off before you go and reach for the remote control. Just think, what is it I need right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and you might consider going for a walk or picking up a book. You know, we also did a week of digital detox. We did. So that's definitely one to consider. We had an argument in that show. We did. That's okay. So there is another way of looking at rest. Mm. It's a being rather than doing. Yeah. So stop doing everything and just be. Yeah. So you could ask yourself, like, how do I want to be right now? And I'll guarantee your answer is never going to be, I want to be overwhelmed or frantic. (laughs) But it's never going to be that. I want to be feeling really bad about how my belly hangs over my jeans because I've been looking at all these really skinny bitches on Instagram. Yeah. No one wants to be that. No. No. So ask yourself, how do I want to be? And your answer will give you a lot of information of what you need to step into. Yeah. Because usually it's going to be, I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel calm. I want to feel energized. And then you'll know what it is you need to bring for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) I came up with something cute. Come on then. So if we could rebrand resting from a waste of time, because I am someone that really struggles with this. I find rest boring. I find it. You are not a rester. I'm not a rester. You're not a massive rester either. I'm not. No. Exactly. And I think most people aren't. Yeah. But it is actually quite brave to be a rester. And yeah. I really do admire people that can just chill out. Yeah. Um, so let's rebrand it from being a waste of time or God forbid you tell yourself you're lazy. It's an investment into our well-being, isn't it? With it everything really that we've is. just said. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You're investing in your long term health. So which is what self-care club is all about. Yeah. So how about rest to invest? Oh, love it. Do you love that? Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Came up with that all by myself. Well done. So rather than rest equals boring or rest equals lazy, which is what is permanently imprinted on my mind, rest to invest. Great. Yeah. And so that's what we did. That's what we did. For a whole week. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultralight and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. So, yes. How did you feel going into this week, Laura Mishcon? Oh, guilty. Like, how the fuck am I going to find the time to rest? I'm too busy to rest. <laughs> all the normal <laughs> bullshit. 
Um, and then I thought about my doula partner, Nina, who always tells me she loves an afternoon nap. Oh, I love an afternoon nap. I'm like, what? I have not had an afternoon nap since I was 18 months old. <laughs> I often have an afternoon nap. You see, I would never believe that of you. Ever. Really? How long do you nap for? Sometimes it's like 10 minutes, 12 minutes. Power nap. I have a power nap. Disco nap. Disco nap. Right. Okay. But yesterday, like, I wasn't, yesterday I wasn't feeling very I well. Know. And I was supposed to go and meet a friend yeah. and I cancelled her and I laid upstairs and mm. I put on Real Housewives and I actually slept for an hour. Wow. I wasn't feeling great. No, you were not in, you were not in a good way yesterday. No. Okay. So how were you feeling going into this? <sighs> yeah. A bit like that. Yeah. Oh God, it's another one of those practices, the Nixon thing. And, you know, it's just not for me. Have you ever done it before? Resting. Resting. Well, yeah, of course I have. But I mean, consciously. Not conscious. Well, I guess my 10, 12 minute power naps are me, right, I need to lay down now and stop. So, so you do give yourself permission I do. to rest. I guess I do. Yeah. But it's, right. but can you see how controlled it is? Yes, and it's I can. always yeah. when everything's done. So I do not give myself permission to rest because I've got that thing of like, there's always stuff to be done. There is always something okay, to be done. And then on a weekend afternoon, sometimes, not always, but sometimes, let's say every other weekend, Ollie will be on the sofa reading the paper on his iPad. And then sometimes, maybe once every couple of weeks, he might have a little nap Good for, for half him. an hour on the he sofa. He works hard, so he should. Right. And I always feel slightly irritated by it <laughs> and what it takes me back to is the woman who's not really my friend but who we always seem to talk about Glennon and oh then, where she had right. to go at Abby right so there is a story in Glennon Doyle's book where she has a go at her wife Abby because Abby is they're watching TV they're watching a baseball game she'd been flying around and doing whatever Glennon yeah. it was a weekday yeah and it was two o'clock yes. in the afternoon and Gle and Abby decided to sit down and watch TV yeah at two o'clock in the afternoon Glennon, on like a Wednesday and they had a really big row about it and then Glennon realized that actually the reason they were having the row was not because she begrudged Abby having watching TV or sitting down, but because she begrudged it to herself. Yeah. She didn't know how to do it. And so I think that's the feeling I get of like, I don't begrudge Ollie reading the paper, sitting on the sofa and having a little nap, but I'm like, I don't feel like I'm allowed to do that. I mean, there's so many things dinging off in my head right now because I do exactly the same yeah. with Adam. But and, and, and the truth of it is he works really, really hard. So if on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, he has... A 40 minute doze on the couch. I'm pleased that he's relaxed. I never say to him, I do. Get up. Why I know, are you I doing don't say it? get up. Like, I'm, I'm never, I'm never cross that he's doing it. I'm irritated, but I, I but I, the irritation I think is with myself. Of course it is. Yeah. But, but also, as women, we can also see, but hold on, there's a million things that need to happen. There's a child that needs feeding. There's that that needs emptying. There's that that needs doing. This one needs dropping. There's always something. But then I just do that because I'm, I'm the one who's awake. Yeah. But then you resent it. You get resentful. I think if there was actually like loads of stuff to do, he obviously would be doing it and he would not be just bowing out and napping on the sofa. But it is interesting. And I think this isn't just about rest, but I often find men give themselves permission. Mm. E.g. our conversation this morning. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to have it on the podcast, but let's just make it a generalised conversation about how men take Enough time to do a poo. Or have a shower. Or have a shower. And women can basically like clean up an entire household 
in the time it takes a man to just go and do a poo and and have a and feed the kids and you know get their like water bottles ready woman, and get their sports kits ready and what woman has 25 minutes to go and sit in a toilet with an iPad what woman at 7:30 in the morning no woman like I was never I also by the way did it with one eye because I've got a bad eye and I had to put a heat compress on it so I was it was just covered to up. clarify you didn't have a poo with one eye you tied the house and sorted the kids out with one eye <laughs> That was what you're it saying. It would be easier to have a poo with one eye, wouldn't it? <laughs> you could have a poo out. with no eye. Yeah, exactly. You could do it asleep, sort of. Not really. Not really. Right, so come on, tell me about your week. Okay, well, I've got some voice notes for you. Great. Rest, day three. I should be doing some cooking this morning, but my husband has decided to work from home. Joy of joys. So he is doing a Zoom meeting in the kitchen. I can't be in there cooking. So I could busy myself with lots of other things, but what I've actually decided to do at half past 10 on a Friday morning is go up to my bedroom and watch an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that has just dropped on Hey You. And uh, I feel really naughty, really guilty. It's the best thing. A little bit shameful and a little bit happy. I had to give myself the permission. I know. Would you have done it if you weren't doing a week of rest? No way. So never. So you could justify I never watch TV in the daytime. Ever. No, I don't either. But you could justify it in your mind because this is your job. I had to. This was my job. Yeah. Anyway, th- this is how it went. I managed twelve and a half minutes of Real Housewives before being interrupted by my darling husband working from home today. I've made a list of the <laughs> questions that he felt compelled to ask me throughout the morning, and here they are. One: Do we have any dried cranberries? <laughs> Two, where's the packing tape? Three, don't worry, I'll use the sellotape. Where is the sellotape? This one was said whilst standing with the drawer open that contains the sellotape. Do you prefer gift wrapping or do you like packing up boxes? Do you think that Barker would be unwell if we fed him raisins? Do you think Barker is a nuts and seeds kind of dog? Do you think he'd eat them if we offered them to him? Oh, my new hose from Amazon has arrived. Would you like to see it? Ha ha ha. Would you like to touch my long pipe, he says, whilst showing me the new hose. Now, these, these are the reasons why I can't rest with him at home. It's, it's essentially similar to having a toddler, but a sort of (laughs) larger, hairier one that also needs quite regular snacks. What was he going to do with the dry cranberries? Was he packing them up? No, he was adding them to his muesli. What was he packing? Uh, he was packing a return box for something that he'd ordered that he needed a smaller to smaller hose. Back. He was really pleased with the hose. It was a special flat one. Oh. But yeah, I mean, Ugh. there was just no way. There was just no way it, it was happening. Well, how did the rest of the week go then? If he's not ever going to let you rest. <sighs> it went like this. 10.52 Sunday morning. I'm still in bed. Mm-hmm. Resting. Nice. Does resting include looking at Twitter? Don't know. No. Anyway, I'm really <laughs> bored now. So I'm going to get up. I'm done with the resting. Yeah, I was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah, but you'd have 10.52. That is 10.52. stint, Laura Michigan. Well, football season had ended. So normally we're both up, dressed, breakfasted and taking children to some godforsaken pitch somewhere or other early on a Sunday. So this was like a bit of a treat. Because it was the first Sunday yeah, where the football yeah, season had ended. Yeah. So I really milked it a lot. So I thought I was done with the resting. And then this is my last recording. 
Sunday continued. So my youngest one was invited on a play date. She said, please let him come and join us for lunch. God bless her. She's already got four children of her own, two sets of twins. <gasps> and um, once I dropped him off, she said, please let him stay for dinner. So I found myself with absolutely nothing to do, unexpectedly, from two in the afternoon until about seven this evening. Ooh. So you know what I did? I fucking rested. I went to the newsagent. I got all the Sunday papers. I sat on the sofa. My husband sat on the other end of the sofa. He read his iPad. I read the papers. We chatted about buying new cutlery and crockery and garden furniture and the popularity of rattan and, you know, all the <laughs> sexy scintillating conversations that you have when you've been married as long as we have. And God, it was absolutely glorious. I never get to finish the Sunday papers and the Sunday magazines on an actual Sunday. And here we are, Sunday evening. I feel totally rested, calm, ready for the week ahead. It's great. Oh, so you're quite into this resting business. I mean, once you get into it, yeah. you get into it. Yeah. And, you know, let's be honest. What do people do on holiday? Rest. Yes. This is why it's the first part of our mini-series. Right. So on your normal holiday, I mean, you probably go to the gym and do mad shit like that. But in the mornings, I do. Right. Most people on holiday have a lie-in, have a leisurely breakfast, real leisurely, like you'd never have it at home. No. You order that second coffee. Oh, I always the order second the second coffee. coffee. But then... I'm on the back of a massive workout. I'm so happy with okay. myself. I'm not. I've just rolled out of bed, but I'm still lengthening that breakfast time. Ollie can go on, I, I kid you not, for about two hours. <laughs> he has breakfast, then he'll have a bit of fruit, the second coffee, bit of paper time, and he might come back. You know, he really... And then, you know, get your book together, your swimwear, you put your sun cream on, and then you sit on a sun lounger. And you and, do some more resting. And you rest. A bit of a swim, a bit, bit more resting, a bit of lunch, a bit more resting. You know, we're not going to be able to do the sun lounger thing this summer. No. So that Sunday afternoon, resting, was like a little mini holiday. Yeah. Well, hello. That is why we've chosen this practice for our mini series. Right. Because it's vital for your long-term health. It's vital for your immediate well-being. And it's what we do on holiday. And no one can go away. And, you know, are you just clicking all this together? I got to do it on my own sofa. I didn't have to pack anything. No. I didn't have to worry which child had not reapplied their sun cream. I didn't even have to feed anybody. It was like being in a hotel. You also didn't get to have a tan. There was no tan involved reading the Sunday Times. But it was like a whole day of holiday. Yeah. I love how much you're into this. It's like a whole new world has opened up to you. It has, but the key is permission. But we'll talk about that at the end. I want to know about your... The key is permission. I want to know about your week. Okay. Oh, the irony. So we're doing rest this week and I'm writing the show about rest and how to be intentional about rest and how important it is to rest. And I had my vaccine yesterday and I'm feeling a bit shit I mean, not terrible, but just a bit shit. Like, I really just want to get into bed and watch TV and perhaps rest, you know, like the week we are meant to be doing, rest. And so I just found myself sitting here, working, feeling a bit crap, wanting to watch TV and shut down and not resting, even though I'm writing about rest. It's so hard to stop and allow yourself to just rest. 
So that is what I'm going to do. After this voice note, I'm turning off all electronics and I'm going to go and chill out. I'm going to watch The Real Housewives because, yes, I find that restful. And I'm going to have an early night. I'm going to do exactly what I'm meant to be doing this week, which is rest. As I finished that voice note, my friend from Miami texted me. Mm-hmm. How are you? Do you want to FaceTime? And yeah. normally we can't catch each other a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of jump on it when we can. And I really did prioritize rest. And I said, thank you, but I just have got to shut my eyes mm-hmm. and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Yeah. I would never have normally done that. No, but you were quite schwach. I was Yiddish, schwach. Yiddish schwach. for the week. I've been schwach for you were. ages. I was very schwach for two weeks after that second. I'm so pleased. Not pleased that you were schwach. I'm pleased that I'm not the only one that was schwach. Definitely you're not. So it would seem that I only let myself rest when everything is done. So when there's nothing else to do, that is when I rest. I cannot rest when there's shit to do, like a dishwasher to empty or an email to send or a a child to feed. Okay, well, I mean, it'd be a bit weird to rest if I needed to feed a child. But that's my relationship with rest. I am only allowed it when I deserve it. And that I don't think is what rest is. And it's really interesting just to notice that. And my husband has a very different relationship with rest. So going back to what we said. Are we twinning here this week, basically? I think we might be. Because yeah, he that's will, unusual for us. He, I mean, very. He will clear up dinner. Yeah. Right. But what he does is he takes about two mini breaks in between the clear up. <gasps> well, he does the same. He drives. He does the worst bit. Me and then he says. I'm just going to get changed. He means like out of his work stuff into like a tracksuit. But the, the the changing period is the sort of same time it takes for the other person, i.e. me, to wash up. <laughs> when I say to him, are you going to wash up? Yeah, I'll clear up. Yeah, but in can a you, minute. But can you clear up how I like it cleared N- up? Now, can do it now. Yes, yeah, so he's like, I will clear up how I clear yeah. up. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but that's fine. But yeah. could you do it like how I like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he'll do bits of it like yeah. he might do the washing up yeah and then he'll go i'm just gonna have a i'm gonna have a break yeah and he, he goes but now he justifies it i'm gonna have a break i'm gonna then I'll come back i'll come back yeah and i'm gonna i'll clear the table so can't that you, cause an argument because in our house sometimes that causes an can't argument you just clear can't the you table just do it in and one then go and then have a break yeah what is that what is that but in the spirit of rest yeah i now get it a bit more do you he is giving himself permission to rest Whenever he fucking wants to. Even in the middle of a task. Yes, I think that is quite something. I think their brains are just wired totally differently. Now, whereas it's always annoyed me, this week I was looking at it with sheer curiosity. Yeah. Because it's very interesting. Yeah. Okay, but Nicole, let me put it this way. Let's say that you've put on some uh, chicken schnitzel for dinner and, you know, you've done all the coating and you've started frying them and then just go... Actually, kids, I'm just going to take a break. Well, I mean, what the hell? Well, at this point, I'm getting very anxious because there's obviously breadcrumbs all over the worktop. And maybe and- the frying pan's on and maybe they're getting hungry. And like, who, who stops mid-task? I don't understand this. <laughs> Men! It's blowing my mind. Men it's stop blowing my mid- mind. Men stop mid-task. Women don't. But again, it's going to go back to that permission, which we're going to summarise, aren't we? Yeah. Right, so hold on. So I've got a few more voice notes. Okay. Talk about serendipity. On the week of rest, my laptop has to go to the laptop doctor. So 
it's about to be picked up, which means that I won't be doing any work for a whole weekend so that I'd actually just get to rest. And I literally think it would have taken something like that to be taken away from me because it would seem that I cannot prioritise it myself. I just cannot. I, I can, but it's always on my terms. Mm. It's not that I think, oh, I feel tired. Now I am going to rest. It's right. Everything is done. I've got 20 minutes until I need to leave for the kids. Let me do the snacks and then I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes. So, but when you're on holiday mm. away, mm. there are no tasks to be done. Well, listen, there are. There are, there are, there There's are. still washing Swimsuit's got to be rinsed out. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But it's not like being at home. No. But there's no work for a start. Of course not. There's no you don't have to make the beds and all picking that. Picking up the kids yeah. and all that. Right. So are you more able to do that when you're away from your home? I'm not very good at sitting still. Right. My husband is very good at sitting. Mm. I am not. So I would always get up early before mm. everybody yeah. and go to the gym. Yeah. So it doesn't affect anybody. And I'm happy. I'm happy doing it. I find moving around restful. See, ironically, on holiday... We are the opposite because I will stay in bed. Ollie will get up and go for a run. Then he'll have his leisurely breakfast, but then he'll want to go and do a sport. He'll want to go for a walk. He'll want to go and have a chat. I want to literally sit on my ass. So do I. Until it's time for another meal, eat that meal and then go back and sit on my ass. So do I. I barely move for two weeks. He does not, like you, like to sit still. He likes to do a sport, be active, be around, be doing stuff. But then if I've been sat around all day, I I might pop to the gym after or I might go for a walk or I'm not good at staying still. I am. My body doesn't like it. My back starts to hurt. I start to get a headache. It just doesn't work for me. Okay. I'm happier when I'm active. You're busy knickers. Sunday morning. Everyone's still asleep. I finished writing the show and I thought, oh, I'm going to sit down and just rest. Because when I say I never sit in my living room, well, I never sit in my living room. Anyway, the dog just keeps jumping on me, wanting to play, barking at me. There's always somebody or something that needs my attention. It's impossible to rest. Then the child came down. The dog just sat there looking beautiful. and Forget Forget it. So that was my week of rest. It was up and down. Mm. Should we summarise? Yes. What worked? Actually making the decision to sit and rest. When I say making the decision, it wasn't really me who made the decision because Josh was invited out. Obviously, I don't have to look after two older teenagers. They are very self-sufficient. Let me ask a question though. Yeah. Was everything done in the house? Yeah. Course. No, but what I'm saying is, if a wash needed to go on, or the dish, or the washing machine needed emptying, yeah. or uh, I don't know, you needed to make something, you were hungry. Yeah. No, this was half two in the afternoon when so everything chores done. had all been done and no meals needed That's what to I'm be saying. made. So yeah. you and I have only rested once everything is done. But to me, that I would not feel mentally at ease. Neither would I, knowing that my rest was delaying. The inevitable. T- yeah. And that's what we said in the intro. So what but men could do that. Well, my husband does that, that, but I cannot. So what is that? I just, cause it's just, I think maybe we need to ask them. Yeah, we do. I did mean to, but I forgot. Well, I think for the epilogue show, we need to ask them. They don't hold a mental load like we do. I'm not suggesting they don't have a mental load. They do, they but it's a different one. They absolutely do. And he one. has pressures that I yeah. really wouldn't yeah. want. So I do... I respect that he has a lot on his plate. They're just very different. Yes, they are. 
Um, and he just manages to shut off and compartmentalize. And I just, I just can't. Mm. And I wish I could, mm. but I can't. It makes me edgy. It also makes me edgy. I literally never sit on my couch. I don't think I've ever, oh, I, I tell you, I've seen you sit on your couch once. And do you know when it was? The morning after you'd come home from hospital after a general anesthetic. <laughs> that is the, I swear to you, that's the only time I've seen you on your sofa. There you go. Ever. And you spent a lot of time in my house. And you were like, I think I might go to the gym. I was like, no, <laughs> just had a general anesthetic. You're not going to the fucking gym. I don't like sitting around. No, I know. I don't. So are there other ways to rest that are active? Does that qualify as rest? That's my question. Or is the answer, does it make you feel rested after you've done it? For example, could you have a lovely walk and a cup of coffee in a, oh, in a, in a cafe on your walk, go home and feel that was a lovely rest? Yes. So I actually did that on, what day was it? Thursday, I think. I, I did exactly that. I met a friend. We had a lovely walk. I was like, do you know what? I'm not in a rush. Why don't we walk here and get a coffee and lunch? That Delightful. felt totally restful. That, that experience restful. That was restful. I had a lovely chat. I didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel like there was anything to get back for because there wasn't. And we walked back. And a lot of our suggestions in how to rest were being out in nature, yes. not just lying on a bed doing nothing. No. It was actually being mindful about your environment and where you need to be. But when you're on holiday, 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 you would be out in nature because you'd be lying on, on a, a beach. beach. Or lying by a pool, which maybe would be set in some nice grounds. Mm. So you would be out in nature. So maybe mm. the resting in nature is the nice bit. So perhaps sitting in your garden also counts. Yeah, oh, it absolutely would. Mm. I'm just not good at doing nothing, as we learnt in the Nixon, Nixon episode. It makes you itchy and edgy. Edgy. So yeah. yesterday, yeah. I wasn't very well, yeah. as we've said. I My eye blew up because yeah. I have an eye infection. And I normally do a 7am class on a Monday yeah. at the gym. Yeah. And I woke up at half past six. I took one look at myself and I thought, oh, I just don't think I can throw myself around a gym no, this morning. No. So I went back to bed. Are yeah. you proud of me? Extremely. But I don't like that you had to be forced by illness I to chose take care rest. of yourself. I chose rest. Anyway, woke up this morning, mm. um, had a personal training session booked at 9am yeah. and I was really up for it. Yeah. And I went this mm -hmm. morning and I said to my trainer, God, I need this. Mm. And I felt about a billion times better after that training session yeah. than I did in all the time that I rested yesterday. Mm. So what can I tell you? So do we think that a solution might be to allocate rest time and that that time doesn't get infringed on, even if other stuff does need doing? Or is that too much of a stretch? I think it's what you find restful. I don't find sitting around doing nothing very restful. But you do on holiday. I do on holiday, yes. Right. So what's what's the equation? I there? guess I guess the to-do list. Right. I guess. I, I I don't know. So in that case, the to-do list has still been removed. But on Both holiday, ways. you've got a plan. Your plan is to read a few books. Your plan is to drink a cocktail. Your plan is to, to rest. rest. Your plan is to rest. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for ourselves and our listeners for our summer staycation advice would be allocate yourself an hour. Yeah. However much time you can. And that time is for resting. Yes. Without guilt. 
whether that and that can be going for coffee with a friend, like you said, going for a lovely walk, laying down on your bed, watching a TV program that you really enjoy, napping, na- having a nap, reading a book, going to the gym. It does the Sunday papers. Yes. Going to the gym, I'm sorry, is not rest. Don't try and wheedle that in as restful. <laughs> it's the opposite of restful. Is it not? I, th- I, no, thought, I feel so no. much better after. Yeah, no. Okay, but it's not coming into the category of rest. No, okay, no. all right, okay, all right. I accept that. Okay. But I'm just saying it doesn't yeah. have to be sitting there doing nothing. It doesn't have to be, but also it could be, and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's other options so around did it. Did any of this work for you? Yes. It did. When I allowed myself to sit down for five minutes, yes, it worked for me. Okay. You? Oh, yeah. Totally worked for me. I really like resting. Yeah, but you don't do it that much. You no. do it about as much as I do. But I'd really like it. Oh, okay. Well, I then you should I, do it. More. I'd like to do more of it. Okay. I think, listen, resting has to come in the club. God, yeah. It's the most important, really, the most important part of self-care. Coming to the club to have a little rest. Oh, you can have... Oh, we should have beds at the club. Hmm. We've got a lot of... um equipment going on in this club now we've got mm. pods we've got rooms we've got what do you want little like napping room pods yeah didn't we have pods for something to go meditate in maybe do you want a, a napping room yeah well we've already got one of those lovely dark treatment rooms haven't we oh okay and so, you said they were for having sex in and i said no no, no i didn't say we're that. not having I said, that at the club. are they for having sex in and you said no there's no sex at the club no <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these are asexual <laughs> napping beds only. <laughs> Nothing else must go in. Well, not if it's in the middle of a room where there's other people walking in and out. I think that would be inappropriate. Okay, to clarify, <laughs> it's not an orgy, even though there's a bed, a few beds. It's just for napping. It's just for, is sex restful? Can, sex could it be can restful. Be. Can be. Yeah, it's rejuvenating. I wouldn't call it restful. It, sh- it shouldn't be that restful. No, it's exactly. <laughs> a little bit boring. Yeah. Okay, so it's coming in the club. Yeah, it's coming in the club. Okay, so we're not doing an epilogue on Friday because... <gasps> da, da, da. Drum roll, please. We have big celebrations going on. It is our 100th episode. Woo! Self-care club. Happy birthday to us. Happy. It's not happy birthday. It is a century of episodes. It's not... <laughs> a birthday is when you're a year old. And we've had that. I know. Well, it is. It's a, it's it's a marker. It's a it's a definite marker in our lovely show. I'm very excited, and we've got some lovely things planned. We've been talking about this a long time on Instagram. Yes. You've been bringing your favourite moments from the show, your favourite episodes, and we piled it all in to bring you a true celebration of Self Care Club. Can't we, wait! Can't wait to bring it to you. We'll be back on Friday. Bye bye. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident, and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment, and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Kind.